All right. What's up, everybody? Hey, it's Friday afternoon. Gotten to the end of another work week and uh, excited for what's going to happen this weekend, at least from a sports and particularly football perspective, although golf too here in San Diego. We'll get to all of it coming up. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say thank you to all of our great sponsors. I start with Seven Mile Casino. SevenMileCasino.com is their website. You can win big at Seven Mile Casino, but when you do, you're going to walk out. You're going to get in your car. You take all that money, you put it in your pocket, and you're going to go home. Because really what Seven Mile Casino is all about is blackjack, poker, pie gal, table games on this side of the casino. And over here is Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, which is Sammy's Wood Fire Pizza. So that's it. it it's kind of like when you go to In-N-Out, you, you have a choice of hamburger or cheeseburger. You know, but when you go to Jack in the Box, you're like, I don't even know, man. Tacos, bowls, burger. I mean, it's too confusing. Seven Mile Casino does one thing and they do it to perfection. They have a casino with table games and a great restaurant and bar. Not a big hotel, not a big concert venue. Those are great, but this is a card room. This is where you go to play. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Great friends. If you're playing cards, this is the place to go. All right, let me keep going. Hey, it's Friday. I always mention this on Fridays. If you're getting ready for the weekend, whatever that means to you, you want to rest well, you want to get something for sleep, um, you want to party, you want to have fun, you want to laugh, you want to enjoy, you want to celebrate. Uh, could be something maybe like you're hurting a little bit. Oh, I've been running. I'm hurting. I need a little CBD. Tory Holistics, California Holistics. Okay, that's really what I wanted to tell you. If you go to Tory Holistics in Sorrento Valley, you can save 20% by using our promo code BROCCOLI. If you go to California Holistics in Chula Vista, you get that same 20% savings. Use our promo code BROCCOLI. They know how many people are using BROCCOLI, and they understand that great friends support our sponsors. Lots of great places around San Diego to buy cannabis products. But the best selection with the most educated people who work there in the store, the bud tenders. So you got products, you got variation, you got location, you got it all. Tory Holistics, promo code is broccoli. Okay. Um, this weekend, maybe you're contemplating going out looking for a new car. Well, let me make things a lot easier for you and a lot faster for you. Go to PenskeSanDiego.com. Penske San Diego has 12 dealerships. They represent nine brands, but they've got over a thousand cars in stock in San Diego County right now. Okay. So if you want to go look for a car, the old school way, I've done it a million times is you show up at a lot, you walk around, a salesperson comes up to you. Hey, what are you looking for? What can I do? And really, if you want to make this process faster and with less friction, all you do is you go onto PenskeSanDiego.com, you find the cars you're interested in, you tell them via the website. By the time you get to the dealer, they're sitting there waiting. You go test drive A, B, and C, and you go, what? I'll take A. Boom, in and out. PenskeSanDiego.com, the website will expedite process and make your life a lot faster and easier. Speaking of great websites, MountainTrustRealty.com. That's my man, Gary Cooper. You guys know Gary's been with us on the show for 20 years in every iteration that we've ever done, right? Um, MountainTrustRealty.com. This is where Gary can show you the listings that he has, um, but he can also help you if you say, hey, Gary, um, I want to go look for a new condo. I want to go look for a house. Uh, I want to get myself pre-approved for a loan. Uh, Gary can help you with all of this, but you should talk to the professional. 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. If you're ready to go from renting to buying, or maybe you're ready to sell and downsize. Maybe you're selling to upsize. Whatever your situation might be, anything having to do with real estate, this is our go-to guy. He's your guy. You got a guy in real estate. And lastly, I'll just mention this. Um, Dr. Maxey is coming by today, right, Alex? No, they're too busy. <laughs> These freaking guys, man. 
I'll tell you what, with iThrive, you know, it's like I said to them, I go, hey, um, what we should do is we should really overdo it, like overload on radio, on TV, on podcasts. We should overload January, February, March, because that's when people are going to really be most interested in losing weight. They're like, yeah, we don't think we really want to add to what we're doing right now. You know why? Because they can't handle the demand as it is. 858-240-1497 if you're ready to lose weight, if you're ready to save money, if you can't change your lifestyle, your diet, your exercise regimen, whatever. Alex has lost over 30 pounds. And now the doc can't even show up today because he's too busy. Hope you can get in to see him. Start losing that weight. I Thrive MD. Go to our website, kaplancrew.com. Click I Thrive. You'll learn all about I Thrive Lean. All right, listen, we got to hustle. It's Friday. Let's go. Let's get this weekend started. Let's do it. Yo, great friends. What's happening? It is. Well, you, is everybody ready? You know what day it is, right? It's Friday. It's Friday. Shout out to Billy Ray, who every Friday would get on the air, and the first thing he would do is go, It's Friday. So it's Friday. It's Kaplan and crew. Grande, the brown man, 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com, getting ready for the championship Sunday, the big weekend. Um, but before we get there, today being Friday, I've watched a lot of coverage again from the Farmers Insurance Open, and then tomorrow is the championship round. Grande, what time are you, uh, you heading out to the Farmers tomorrow? Late. Really? How late? Probably the last two hours of it yeah yeah probably not going to get out there until about 1 30 then huh yes what is that face what is with the face i have i forgot uh-oh the uh the the mother-in-law is coming tonight oh yeah <laughs> so i have some i got your tickets and i was like at the same time that i like had realizations of things i have to do can I make one suggestion to you as someone who's been married? Mm -hmm. um, the smartest thing for you to do tomorrow is to grab a buddy and go out there, call it one o'clock till it's over and, and get out of the house and get away from your mother-in-law for just, a no, no, while. no. It's not like that. I, I just got to take him somewhere. That's why. Where you got to take him? They're going down a, there's a big family party happening in TJ tomorrow that I'm not going uh -huh. to. I'm just going to drop uh -huh. them off. Where are so you dropping them off? TJ. Yeah, but like, I mean, cross border, like at the airport, the the cross border, or are you yet. actually driving into uh, TJ? That's a possibility. I literally don't I have no idea yet. Like, you have I, a Global the... Express for your car yeah. and for, yeah. you do? Well, you got the both? A car. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out. I don't know the details yet. So, I oh, you ain't really... going. You're going to send me back the tickets? If I don't go, yeah. Weak. Do you want them back? No, I mean, I just thought you wanted to go, man. I mean, I, I do. I, mean, I, I, I had to, yeah, to call in favors to get him, bro. Uh, but you see, all man. that trash you talked about me not going, bro. Now this guy bailing on you. What's wrong with C? I didn't really drop a hey king. I mean, we were all we we all talked to Marty. Yeah, no, that's wow. true. That's true. Well, mm -hmm. listen, if you don't go, uh, yeah, I'd love to get him back. I mean, I uh, I have tons of people asking me for tickets to the farmers. Okay. Uh, planning planning on going out tomorrow morning. 
And uh, so I won't be there for the finish, but I'll get out there tomorrow morning, take a nice little brisk walk, you know, see, see what's going on in the early part of the day. Just beautiful. Listen, I know yesterday it was windy and garbage cans were rolling down the fairways and stuff, but I'm, I watched the coverage on the golf channel. And if you are in, you know, New York or Philadelphia or Kansas city, where it's going to be in the twenties this weekend, I mean, if you're in like one of these cold weather cities, bro, you're seeing what's going on on TV out here. You're like, damn, it's freaking the end of January. It's the NFC championship game this weekend. And it's sunny skies, blue, crispy skies, the ocean, the green grass. I mean, this is what we missed. I know we, we had Marty and I know that NFL team. I know we had Marty and he said that they like the new format Wednesday to Saturday. And maybe they do. Maybe they're going to get a bunch of people out there tomorrow because, you know, it's Saturday and it's the final round. And it's going to be gorgeous. Yeah. But I am curious. I wonder if they had a choice because of the NFL expanding it by a week. And then I wonder if they would prefer to be like, I feel like the week at the weekend after the Super Bowl, people are craving something, something. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a golf tournament in the most beautiful place in the country is a nice like, OK, let's shift our mind. Let's like. You know, there's no more football on Sundays. And I you wonder if to like, they would prefer to almost move to the weekend after the Super Bowl. I know they already have a whole schedule and it's not going to happen. No, no, right. Saying. Well, that's just it. They probably, the farmers probably would. But if you look at the PGA Tour schedule, I don't know this for sure, but I think they might be going to LA, you know, or maybe out to the desert. So, you know, wherever they're headed to, they're going to have Southern California pristine weather, you know, and, yeah, and those other tournaments. open. Yeah, the Genesis is what's the weekend? Is it the, the seventh? Oh, right. Riviera Country Club. And yeah. that's the, the weekend after the Super Bowl. Right. So the week the weekend after the Super Bowl. Yeah. 16, okay. 17. Yeah. 19. Yeah. That's President's Day weekend, too. Holiday yeah. weekend. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's the Genesis. They got they've got it. They got you know? it. Because your your question about the farmers, you know, this Wednesday through Saturday thing makes all the sense in the world for television. But it doesn't really, really work brilliantly for locals to come out and enjoy, you know? Right. But it's like, I think the golfers are like, hey, I don't want to play on Sunday. It's the AFC and NFC championship game. I want to watch the game. I really think the golfers want to watch the game. Games. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I mean, think about if you're playing in the Waste Management Open. That's Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. And it's it's like the biggest party in the on the PGA Tour schedule. And right. they play it, on Super Bowl Sunday now. Right. There's going to be a lot of guys who don't make the cut. That are like, yeah, I, I'm oh, not, well, I'm, I am, I'm going to the game. I came to Phoenix. I played no. for a couple of rounds. I'm going to the game. I'll, I'll, you guys have fun playing golf here on Sunday when the whole world is watching the Super Bowl and nobody cares what's going on here. Yeah. I yeah. mean, listen, there's a lot of people I know that are going to that Phoenix Open, especially on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm like, what? No, bro, not on Super Bowl Sunday. I know it's a big party but not on Super Bowl Sunday. Well, hey, congratulations to everybody at the Farmers Insurance Open, the Century Club, all the great work you guys do around San Diego. And uh, glad that we were able to, uh, to help promote a little bit this week. And uh, we'll see you guys out there on Saturday. So if you see me walking around, make sure you uh, hit me with the great friends and uh, throw, me a, throw me a fist bump. You know what I'm saying? All right. Our boy Charlie uh, had a rough day yesterday. Yeah, he went from four under on the opening round. What did he do yesterday? Eight over. Jeez. Finished four over. Come on, Charlie. I was trying to look it up if he was on in North Carolina or South Carolina, because clearly mm -hmm. one of the courses is more difficult than the other, right? Yeah, right. And traditionally, <laughs> the South course is considered the championship course because that's the U.S. Open course. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he was on the South course yesterday. I just see. So I'm he was a graphic here. Really, he went from four under on the North to eight to eight over on the South. 
and finished four over. Come on, Charlie. Come on, Charlie. I just love when he makes it because I was every time I've been to the Farmers Open, I always hear great friends when I follow Charlie. Mm -hmm. Gives me a good hoot. Yeah, I know. That's too bad. But I think he's been dealing with, I think he's been dealing with like a back injury. So I think Charlie's trying to like rehab and get his body back together. That's what I think. I'm not 100% positive. You know what we should do? We should bring him on on Monday. He could talk about the Farmers Insurance Open, and you know he's going to be watching the football games this weekend. Yes. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. We'll get Charlie Hoffman on uh, this week. All right, listen, um, we're just getting rolling here today on a Friday afternoon. Now, by this afternoon, by the time we're on the air here, everybody, you should have already received your weekly email from the show. And um, if you are not currently on our email list, can I have like 30 seconds? Will you humor me so I can like tell you how to get on our email list? Here's what you do. Go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com. All right, kaplanandcrew.com. And um, what you do is you scroll to the bottom of the website. Maybe Alex, you could bring it up for everybody who's watching on TV and on YouTube. And yeah, who, people, people who are like me that procrastinate, you know, like, like you're the, I'm the kind of person that would hear me say this on the radio and go, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then I get home and I get onto something else and I forget to do it. You know, I'm a, just, I'm, my brain will go in a different direction. So I thought I'd actually show it to you. If you go to kaplanandcrew.com, the website, you scroll to the bottom of the page. There we are 15 pounds ago. Uh, scroll to the bottom of the page, right? You get through all of our tweets and all of our Instagrams and all of our YouTube videos and sponsors and the brown bag blog, which needs to be updated. And then at the very bottom, very, very bottom. I mean, you got to scroll all the way to the bottom. You stay connected to our newsletter and you just put in your email right here and um, that's it. And then bottom, scroll down. This was this this picture right here, Alex, the, the picture down at the bottom of the three of us at Miami Beach, the very bottom, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I can't see right now unless you're moving it, but I, there you go. That picture was three years ago yesterday, I think, or around three years ago, right? Almost to the day. Close. I think I'm pretty close. Browner, check you out, man. Fatigues on Miami Beach. Nice tight cut. Grande. Unfatigued. That was a shirt, my brother. Well, I mean, it's camouflaged. I might need to get that hair back. Yeah, it looks tight. Man, looks tight. Looks a little lopsided, but. Alex, Alex, look mm -hmm. how heavy you are. Look how heavy you were three years ago. Wow, that's one way to introduce him. Well, I mean, look how different you look. Yeah. Look how great you look today. Oh, that was, a bad, that was a bad haircut. That was a bad haircut. No, it was just time for a haircut. Really side? No, because I cut it. I used to cut it not as short as I cut it on the sides now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look how skinny you are. I wouldn't say that, but. Well, 30 pounds yeah. down, buddy. So anyway, if you go to our website and uh, you give us your email, you're going to get on our email list. We send out our email uh, earlier today. And then when you're in our email, we put a we put a sided poll in there, which, by the way, you guys who are listeners and viewers, you're helping me out because this is what we do now, man. This company, things have changed, you know, and um, we put these polls into emails. And when you click on it, it goes to our website. So Cousin Nancy, Alex, can be very happy with me. Go ahead. Let's see what happens when you vote on it. Uh, Cousin Nancy can be very happy with me because um, this should drive a lot of traffic to our website. Shout out to Cousin Nancy. So there it is. All right, so when you nice. get our email, click on the poll. It'll bring you here to the website. Okay, we're all working together. All right, fellas, how are we feeling about um, about about the big games coming up on Sunday? Any early thoughts here? Because I'll tell you this: Vegas has changed its mind all week long on the Cincinnati Kansas City game. 
Uh, I feel exactly the way I feel on that I felt on Monday. Uh, nothing's changed for me. Uh, everyone knew Mahomes was going to play. Ankle sprains don't go away in six days. I think he could still survive. Chiefs will be good. Bengals will be good. Uh, I mean, nothing, literally nothing changed. McCaffrey will have a, a, a sore calf. You know, Debo will have a sore ankle, whatever he's dealing with. The Eagles are still the best team on the NFC. That hasn't changed in the last five days. And my only, I, I've been, the only thing that I'm trying to figure out is how much the Bengals win by. Mm. Really? So you're telling me, you're telling me out of all the things you just said, in a collision sport, guys are banged up. Got yeah, it. nothing's changed. It's it's yeah. week twenty one or whatever of the NFL season. Of course, guys right. are banged up. And when McCaffrey's like, "There's zero chance I'm going to miss this game." Yeah, but Shocker. how much are you going to play in this game? You know, because I he was limited I, in the second half on Sunday when they when they really needed him, and they threw an Elijah Mitchell in there to finish the game. So I don't think I don't think anything's changed for me. I still I don't think, think uh, I don't trust I, Brock Purdy yet. I'll tell you what, though, if I'm wrong. I will say this now, first segment on Friday, January 27th. If the Niners win, I will pick Brock Purdy to win the Super Bowl. We talk about Team of Destiny with the Bills all year long. I'll, I, I'll be convinced. Who said that? Who said the Bills were the Team of Destiny? Who said that? This guy down. This guy down. Here. Uh, oh, I mean, come on. The, well, hold on uh, a second. Hold on. Wait a second. Yeah, In week we one of the NFL season, week one. The Come Bills on, go to LA, smash the freaking Rams when people thought the Rams were a real Super Bowl contender. Week one, people were like, this is a preview to the Super Bowl, the defending champion Rams and the favorites, the Bills. So first of all, the Bills were the favorite going into the season. After the DeMar Hamlin story, the Bills became the darling. Like this was going to be the storyline that was going to take them all the way to their Super Bowl. You know, the for the organization that lost four straight, this was going to be the year. So yeah, Brown. I mean, I don't think I was the only one. Did you guys? Did you guys have a big shift in attitude towards the matchups from Monday to today? I do, I do. I'll. T- I. I. I definitely have. No, in, I in, haven't. In what capacity? I would have thought Monday of this past week. I definitely was in on Cincinnati more so than Kansas City, and I probably was just leaning towards Philly just because they're home. But I can mm-hmm. tell you right now, I think um, I think I'm I'm leaning towards Kansas City a lot based on what was said yesterday by Kevin Keatsman, who was on the show. He's the voice of sports radio in Kansas City. And the one thing, just from a numbers perspective, with with Cincinnati beating Kansas City the last three games, he had a stat yesterday. When Kansas City is 0-3 currently against Cincinnati, but in that same period of time, they're 17-2 and against everybody else that they've played. So Kansas City's been great, but they've lost three times to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And he also brought up, Kevin, that last year, they had a big lead, the Chiefs did, going in at halftime against the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. And then they got real tight in the second half, turned the ball over a couple of times. Cincinnati winds up winning the game. I actually don't remember a lot about the... Uh, the Cincinnati Kansas City game. I feel like I, I remember do. a lot more about like Buffalo Kansas City. No, you remember the end of Buffalo Kansas City. But I what, remember I remember the Kansas City Bengals game cuz I thought it was over at halftime cuz the Bengals were doing nothing and everything that people had said about them being too young for the moment, having a no-name defense and their offensive line being banged up all rang true in the first half. 
And I think the Chiefs believed that when they went into halftime because they were fighting each other about getting catches. And when the second half of that game started, the Chiefs didn't show up and the Bengals just kept playing. And they, and that's how they won the game. That's I remember it very vividly because mm. I was like, oh, man, I was looking forward to, to this. Man, I was going to crush Joe Burrow. And it was the fourth quarter. And they were they were winning, and I was like, "What is happening to my take?" So I think what I'm saying is is that the reason I'm headed towards Kansas City is I, I find it hard to believe that the Chiefs are going to lose to the same team four straight times. Number one, number two, I find it hard to believe that the Chiefs are going to lose to the same team twice in the AFC Championship game at home in back to back years. And while everything has been about, well, why do you say that? Ankle, why do I say it? Yeah, just curious. Oh, just, like, what is your reason? Numbers? No, just because right. of the numbers. Like, I'm, it's not like a it's not like a football analysis deal okay. here. It's, it's not like look, Kansas City's defensive line is really really good, and Cincinnati's offensive line is really beat up. Yeah. So this is not based on analysis of what's happening in the trenches. I'm just going off the numbers. Cincinnati's won three straight against Kansas mm-hmm. City. They beat them last year in the AFC Championship game in Kansas City. This is KC's fifth straight year of hosting the AFC Championship game, and they've only won one Super Bowl. They've been to two. Just, I just am having a hard time believing that the Bengals are going to go in there for the second straight year and do this to the to the to the Chiefs yeah. again. And I think it's because of the perception of what we have of the Chiefs for the last ten years, or since Mahomes just took over the last five years. I think that we all perceive that Patrick Mahomes, and it's he is the best quarterback in the NFL. And that the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. That's just what we are wired to think. And the Bengals, this is only their second year of being good. So I think that we are all thinking the same way as he's got. Like, there's no way they're going to do it again. But maybe Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are that good that we should mm-hmm. start thinking that way. And we you know? and we will. I, I know I will. I won't. If the if the Bengals go in there and do it again. I'll be like, okay, so there's a there's a, been a power change here. Yeah, Kansas City's been the best team for the last four years. Okay, um, just but we're also ignoring another thing. Kevin Keatsman said that this is the best Kansas City team since Patrick Mahomes has been here. Team, yeah, team, right? Team, yeah. team. Right. Yeah, they're not reliant on one guy to come through on offense and open it up. But are the but are the Bengals a better team? No, I don't think so. Just because no. it's the best Chiefs team that's that's they've had, are they still better than the Bengals this year? I don't know. I just don't like. I don't, I don't think, think so. that there's like this significant. The Chiefs are way better than the Bengals, and you look no. at the whole team. I don't think I don't that's think so. the case at all. I don't think so either. But I do think this: that if you say to me, "Well, what about Mahomes and his mobility? And if he's not as mobile, he can't get outside the pocket. He can't make plays." If you want to talk real football analysis, there's all these stats and data now, Browner. You'll have to break out the nerd goggles. There's all these nerd stats that are like. How many times Mahomes throws the ball outside the pocket? What his completion percentage is versus how many times he throws the ball from within the pocket? What his completion percentage is, touchdowns, et cetera. And you know what? He's great outside the pocket. He does it more than anybody else, but he's also great inside the pocket. So if he has to stay in the pocket and say, look, it's cold. My ankle's all sore. Can't really run the way I normally do. Let's run the ball and then let me use the playmakers that I have and get him the ball as quickly as possible to keep everybody off of me. I still believe in Mahomes that he can do that. It, listen, I expect it to be a tight game. I don't think that one team is significantly better than the other, but I do think that the Chiefs being at home and all the numbers being against the Chiefs for the last three meetings, just going on numbers yeah. here. I think that my biggest concern is the 
it would be a bigger concern if he didn't make the Super Bowl last year with a crappier offensive line. Like Joe Burrow being under a pressure, I don't I think he's so used to it. He got sacked 20 times in the postseason last year. 20. That's five a game. Like, so I think that he's used to having a terrible offensive line in front of him, that he still finds ways to just get the ball to his three guys out there. I, I'm really not concerned about the O-line, and that's like the statement that I feel could bite me in the ass on Sunday. Yeah. But is it is this is the Chiefs offense defensive line better than it was last year? Because I think it is. Well, like, Chris Jones uh, has Chris Jones has gone from a guy that you know, you would hear his name on occasion, but nobody like put him in the category of Aaron Donald. Now he's a different body type, but he's a similar position and he's like just as disruptive, you know? Um, so I and think I know Kansas that Browner said Frank Clark's not that great of a player, but he does. I just saw this stat. He has the fourth most sacks in postseason history. And oh, that's wow. probably because they're in the playoffs every single year and go. But still, he's performing like that. But he's performing. If you look at the other names, it's like, you know, it's not this world. You just it's but he still performs in the biggest stage. I think that their defensive line is very good and much better than Buffalo's. And I think that they could possess problems, but I'm not worried about it that it's gonna be a difference. Mm. All right, like, well, I don't listen, think we'll, they're we'll... gonna lose because Joe Burrow gets sacked eight times. All right, well, listen, I think let... they're gonna win because Patrick Mahomes is better than Joe Burrow. All right, I'm trying to get us to the break. Here's what here's the deal. You ready? We'll talk a lot about this. This is really primary here amongst the things we want to talk about today. But I will just say this. Coming up, Fernando Tatis Jr. is doing and saying all the right things. Let's get to that story. Then we'll get back to football. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios Friday afternoon on Kaplan and Crew. Right, great friends. Hey, Friday afternoon, Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. This is sevenmilecasino.com. You get all the information about all the table games, blackjack, poker, pie gal, and others right here on the right side of the casino. Beautiful view of the Bay of Chula Vista. Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, which is Sammy's Woodfire and Pizza, is over here. Alex, what should people get if they if they go into Sammy's? Where? Yeah, Sammy's. What, what should they order? Your, your recommendations. Duck tacos. Okay. They're good. Really good. Balsamic grilled chicken salad. Very good. Very tasty salad. Um, arugula and pear pizza. Like that. Good choice. Wagyu gorgonzola sliders. Yes. Yes. Now we're talking. And a messy Sunday. Okay. What about Browner? You, I didn't hear Browner's order in there. Well, you asked me. You didn't ask Browner. Ask Browner. Browner. Browner, what do we need to add to that order over at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar in Seven Mile Casino? I don't even know why you're wasting your time asking me that question. There's only two things on the menu for me as far as I'm concerned. I'm sure the other things are delicious because I've seen them all at the table. Chicken. <laughs> what about drink? Espresso martini. You know. You already know. You already know what time are, it is. With you me, already man. know. I mean, brother had two in the suite the other night. No, I had two before we went to the suite. That's what I'm saying. Now, you lucky they didn't have none in that suite. I would have been up in there like Jason. Yeah, right. Right. And I would have been up in there like, I could be Russell Westbrook too. Mm -hmm. oh. And I can dunk. Yeah, right. And you ain't got to take Duncan out of it. Dude, last night, a quick story for you. But I went to support our boy, Ernie Hahn. He's got an event at the Delmar Fairgrounds called Beyond King Tut. Have you guys heard about this at all? I've heard about it. Yeah. So they had the Beyond Van Gogh exhibit at the fairgrounds. This was probably, I don't know, sometime last year because I remember going. This is Beyond King Tut. And it's like, it's just a fun, cool experience is king tut there 
Um, he's not, but all the history oh, of, of how okay. they found his tomb and what was in it and, uh, and why it's become such a big thing. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was kind of interesting, you know, I don't know a lot about it, but I've learned a lot about it last night, but anyway, um, and there's this virtual reality thing at the end that you do where they put on these VR masks and the headphones and dude, it's freaking awesome. It's like seven minutes and the content is awesome. And you're sitting in like a swirly chair and just all around you're looking at it it's like, whoa. And then you're looking down. It's super cool. Uh, but anyway, the whole thing was a, a lot of fun. Where was I going with all of this? Oh, so I'm standing in line to, uh, to take a picture. Me and Rachel are going to take a picture in front of this King Tut thing. And uh, this guy says to me, he goes, hey, man, um, the last week and change on the show has been out of this world. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, how come? He goes, dude, I listen every day. He goes, I've been listening on the radio for 15 years. He's like, the what happened to the Chargers and the way you guys covered it last week and just the the hate that I share with you for the Charger organization. I freaking loved it, man. And he's like, in the last couple of days, he goes, and then the story last night about you guys at the Laker game and how Lawhead got wasted at the game. You know, because Alex told him, what are you doing? Like Alex gave him a pep talk. I mean, dude, this guy last night, he, he was telling me these things about the show and we we're just in line, he and I. And I was like, this is, this is awesome. And by the way, a 1090 listener, not a YouTube viewer, not a Cox television viewer, not an audio podcast listener, a traditional old school 1090 radio listener. How about that? Shout out. Awesome. Yep. Shout, Shout out, out King Tut. Hey, King Tut, it's a cool exhibit. I know it just got right. just uh, started, but if you go, um, I know I think I followed them on Instagram. It's called Beyond King what Tut they, Browner. It's cool. What they tell you King Tut was in there. What was he? Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? What was he? Egyptian. Mm-hmm. What? Which makes him what? Tell me. Is he a brother? That's African. right. That's really? Right. Mm-hmm. Shout out. I mean, listen, I'm looking at all the pictures, right? They've got the lineage of King Tut's family, you know, mm-hmm. and they got all these pictures. And Rachel's like, oh, my God, look how interesting this is. And I'm like, eh. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know if I believe all this. She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> how do we know? I'm like, how, like I'm like, really? Oh a couple cartoons. I mean, what, a bunch of archaeologists found this in on there. 1907. Look, like, <laughs> this isn't a person. This is a, She's like, I know it's not a person. She goes, it's a picture of what they did back then, thousands of years ago. And that's the science of how we do archaeology and how we find these sorts of things, that's the, the most impressive part of all of it. And you're sitting over here like, eh, I don't know. I'm with her, man. Listen, man, I think that there is – everybody – people get upset that I say everything's fake. But we draw a lot of conclusions from those stick figures on a wall for a lot of things. Come on, man. What do you, you mean? Come what, on, man. what are you doing? Come are on, you dude. Doing, you're the one man. that over. You're the one that's over here, come like on, yells at us about aliens all the time, and you want us to just take for you. Just like want us to take what it like. It's it's just a complete fact because there's a little picture on a wall in a in a in a million year old building. How'd they make that building, Browner? Hey, by the way, Browner, do you know? Do you know that inside of King Tut's tomb, mm-hmm. there were literally hundreds of items. That he that, so remember this is not a he's not buried in the ground like your average cemetery, he's in this monster tomb that they built for him. And do you know why they did all of this? 
Because I didn't know this. I learned this last night. Why they why they put him in the tomb? Yeah, why they put him in a tomb with all of his belongings and all these and all the things that he needed to take have. it to your afterlife. Well, they, bro. Right. They believe when you die at that time, when you die, you would take the things with you into the afterlife. These are so right. These are the things. All these things. Yeah. Right. These are the things you needed to get to the afterlife. Right. Mm -hmm. And and did you know that they dismembered King Tut's body? Did you know this? I know that they take your eyes, your your heart, uh, and something else. They put it in a jar. So, yeah, so they take take the brain, take the brain mm -hmm. out of King Tut's mm -hmm. head, and they throw it away. They're like, we don't need this. This thing doesn't matter. Brain gone. But then they take out different organs, and then they like put them in some kind of can or something in a jar. Yeah, yeah. And then they clean out your body with water and wine. At which point, Rachel went, "That's probably what they're going to do with my body. <laughs> 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 Wash it out with water and wine." Um, <laughs> And then they, and so I learned so much about what the ancient Egyptians did when King Tut died. Do you know how old King Tut was when he died? Do not know that. 19 years old. You know how old he was when he took over power as the king? No. Nine, Nine years old. And the reason is because it's like Game of Thrones. How do I know this? You know that or are you Googling this? No, I know that. Really? I think like the third grade click went off in my brain right now nice they haven't taken my brain out yet yeah so nine years old he takes over as king 19 years old the dude is dead they dismember him they take his heart they take his liver who knows what other products and body parts they take from him right and they put him in a can and then they put him in this giant tomb and inside this tomb there's a boat because he's going to need to go you know into the afterlife and he's got he's got like all of his personal stuff and it's all in this massive tomb and in in the early 1900s apparently archaeologists find the King Tut tomb and inside of it, you know, all the paintings on the walls and all the artifacts and everything else. And, and in 1907, 115 years ago, they archaeologists with, with inferior technology figured out a hundred plus years ago about King Tut from 5,000 years ago. So excuse me for just, I can appreciate the exhibit and the art of it all and the story of it all, but you'll have to excuse me if I don't just accept it as that's 100% fact. First of all, what? whenever you're telling history yeah. of that nature, it's written on the wall. History is within the word. It's his story. So it's whoever wrote that up there. Like there are parts of the Bible that are obviously convoluted because it was written 5,000 years after all these things had happened. Because reading and writing wasn't really that, you know, cool back then. So when you go and you have aliens build a pyramid and then you start writing on the walls, you know, some of it's going to be hard for people to understand. So it takes it time. It's it language. Passing of language. Don't be hating on the King Tut. Don't I be hating on the writings on the wall. No, that's, the original, that's the original teaching. What's wrong with y'all up in here? That's what's wrong. When there ain't nobody said about the Mayans, get it together. Um, when they do beyond the Mayans at the Del Mar Fairgrounds, I'll have an opinion for you. But right now, it's beyond King Tut. So, mm -hmm. uh, hey, Ernie, we Hahn, all know who built. We all know who built the pyramids in Mexico. Okay, Mexicans. Yeah. No one ever questions that. Yeah. Everyone always questions how the Egyptian pyramids were made. Nobody questions. But we that. all know. Nobody questions oh. that. Nobody questions oh, how the Egyptian pyramids were made. Oh, aliens really? did it. No, really not aliens. Debate? No, my people did it. The Hebrews. Yeah, okay. Get out of here. What do you Come mean, get out of here? My get people were enslaved. Let my like, people how'd go. How'd they do that? The question is, how'd they Come do on, that? Man. How were they able to build that? You, nobody on, asked man. that about the, the, what are you the doing? pyramids in Mexico. What we all know doing? who did it. What you see the Ten Commandments or what, man? Stop it with stop it. <laughs> Come on, man. Come, Come on, on man. What? Get out of here, man. Get out of here. So you, go, so you think Moses looked like the man in, in the Ten Commandment movie? 
What are you doing? What well, are you I mean, doing? Are you... I mean, I didn't say, I, I just told you, I didn't necessarily believe everything I heard about King Tut. And you brought up the Bible, and I don't necessarily believe everything that's in there. I, I mean, hope it's just, not. It's just a movie, man. But, you know, the Jews were enslaved, and we were building pyramids. Oh, now you're taking pyramids from me, Browner? Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. <laughs> Due to historic knowledge, yes, I am, sir. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go with a no on that one. All right. All right. Hey, listen, um, just give me one minute. Let's get to this oh, Fernando Tati story. King Tut. I know. Well, you know what? Shout out to Ernie Hahn. Go and, check it uh, out. And go check out his exhibit. I think it's there for the next two months. I think you're going to find it really interesting and fun. It's great for the kids, I'll bet. And uh, it's a, like a nice evening. Did you pay for it? Well, no, last night was the grand like opening come on, the uh come on, bro. I mean, come on, bro. I was an, an invited that, guest, man. man. And Browner, guess what? Last night, you know where I felt I felt really safe at the King Tut exhibit. So guess what I broke out last night? Black Air Force One. Hells to the yeah. All Hells right. to the yeah. And I can't say a hundred percent for sure, but I'm almost sure that my man Rob Machado, the surfer, was there. And he and I were sitting there chatting, and I looked down, and I'm almost sure he was wearing black Air Force Ones too. Well, you know what they say about them surfers? Thug life, homie. Oh, you know it. Surfers radio radio hosts and surfers. Thug life, homie. Surfers got a mafia. Don't you hop on that way. Boy, they'll knock you out. <laughs> All mm -hmm. right. Hey, uh, one quick second here. I want to mention our friends at Penske San Diego, PenskeSanDiego.com. If you're thinking about going out shopping for a new car this weekend, well, it's different now. You know, you don't have to just walk onto a lot and, you know, sales guy comes over and goes, hi, how are you? What can I do for you? What are you looking for? What can we do? It's not like that anymore. Now you go to PenskeSanDiego.com, 12 dealerships, nine brands, over a thousand cars in San Diego. And when you go onto the website, you say, okay, I'm planning on going to visit Mazda of Escondido, or I'm planning on going to visit Lexus San Diego, or I'm going up to Acura of Escondido, one of the many dealerships that they have. And you said, these are the four or five cars that I'm most interested in. And by the time you get there, they're sitting there parked. So when you park your car, like, hey, how you doing? Oh, you really, here are the five cars. Test drive them, make a decision, boom, fast, easy, PenskeSanDiego.com. All right, let me get to this Fernando Tatis story. So for Tatis this year, and we're not that far away from pitchers and catchers reporting, he's got to, he got a lot to do to re-ingratiate himself, not to the fans, because the fans are going to love him. Once he starts hitting home runs, Browner, you've said it over and over again. Fans are going to love him again. They're not going to care mm -hmm. about the accusations and the guilty verdict of, of steroids and the, uh, you know, and, you know, screwing over the team last year with his injuries. He got to do and say all the right stuff. Thankfully, a guy like Kevin Acey, that's what he does is just covers the Padres. And he knows the storyline. So he put out a story in the Union Tribune. Thankfully, he did it because otherwise many of us wouldn't have heard about it. What's great about what Tatis is doing is he'll say the right stuff and you couldn't, the best thing you could do is to hang out with Joe Musgrove and work out with Musgrove because Musgrove is the guy that locals love. And Musgrove is the guy that was pretty candid last year when Tatis and his season got blown up. So working out with Musgrove, kind of, I'll follow your lead. You know, you give me your blessing kind of thing. That's a smart move by Tatis. Alex, take us through this story. Okay. All right. What do you want to know about it first? Well, how how they're working out? Yeah, let's jump into some videos because there was a story that Joe Musgrove told last year on Jim Rome about his training in the offseason where he's doing this pool training uh, 
And now Tatis is doing it with Musgrove. So take a look at these videos right here. What are we looking at? Yeah, they're doing some underwater training. Um, and I guess it's just like a, for Tatis, he described it as a very calming thing being underwater. He says he's very natural in the water, being in the Dominican, being around the water. Uh, but this is something that Musgrove's done for a while. And um, Tatis joined him this offseason. We should talk to this guy. I think it's a former a former Marine or yeah. a former mil- – it's definitely military. I just can't remember what branch. They say uh, where they're at. Is that UCSD? I'm trying to figure out what pool they're in. I just Because I could see the stands and the scoreboard. Yeah, I don't know where they're at. Mm. So, so you got Musgrove, who was doing all this underwater training. And what he said was, is that it taught him how to, like, be calm in crazy moments. You know, like there's a high leverage situation in a baseball game. And Musgrove got to calm down. But he did all this underwater breathing training to do that. And I, I should probably learn more about, you know, what he was getting out of it. The point is this. Musgrove's the guy. You know, Musgrove is the leader of the Padres and maybe Manny's the leader in the clubhouse, but I mean, Musgrove is the face guy of the franchise. My opinion, because he's the local guy. Yeah. And to have Tatis now working out with him, that's like a, an implied endorsement. Like, Hey, I got this guy doing everything he needs to do to get himself ready to be the best he can be. At the Kogan family aquatic complex in La Jolla. Kogan family aquatic complex. I wonder if that's at the JCC or if that's at UCSD. La Jolla High School. Oh, La Jolla High. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, shout out to those guys. All right, so take a look at what Tatis has then said. Because remember how he was like, I'm not getting surgery. I'm not having anybody do that. Now Tatis is sounding like a different guy. Alex, can you put up some of these quotes here on the screen? Go ahead and read them to us if you don't mind. Yeah, this is about the, the surgeries he had. He's quote, uh, these are pretty long quotes. I'm glad I got it. Uh, I feels way better. I'm way confident. I feel like I'm going to have my swing 100% back this year. It feels good. I feel way more confident compared to last time. I feel like this time they got it right. I didn't get it healed right the, uh, the other time. It was like 25%. This time, the last time we checked, it was 90% healed. So it's way better. I'm really excited. I feel like this is one of the years there's going to be more emotion. And I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm definitely looking forward to just being back on the field. And according to the same article, Tatis, uh, Started hitting this week, um, so he has been cleared to resume hitting as well from the shoulder and wrist surgeries. Well, I hear a guy who uh, who sounds like, "Hey, I'm gl- I'm feeling my body's feeling better because I did what they told me to do," mm-hmm. you know, and that to me is a good thing. He's he's already starting to he's going into spring training, still suspended. But everybody will know his story, which is he's been training with Musgrove. He's happy that he got the surgeries. He's feeling good and feeling confident. So already to me, for a guy who needs to kind of win back the fans, and he may do that just by hitting home runs, but I think he's got to do the right things and say the right things. Brown, yeah. I'm, I'm I found, encouraged. Uh, one thing before Brown jumps in, I don't know if, if you guys read the whole thing, but one thing I found interesting was Musgrove saying out loud you know this kid was reserved this kid didn't really open up to the team this this kid you know was kind of in his own world you know when you have this 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 ascension that he had Mm -hmm. from kind of a prospect to just a superstar in a matter of what three years Mm -hmm. 340 million dollars like that and then to get slapped down back to reality it's almost Musgrove didn't use the word humbled, but he kind of said like 
to see him and the way that he's responded to what happened to him by his own cause, it's been refreshing mm. to see him be part of the team, be around every single day. He's been around Peko every single day. He's just been a different dude. And I hope that stays there as opposed to if he comes back and he hits 20 home runs in the first few months and he's hitting 300 and he goes back to being this cocky superstar, that's not going to be good for anybody. But like we said last year, the Padres have reined this kid in. The Padres have put handcuffs on this kid, for lack of a better term. The Padres are telling this kid what to do. And at this moment, he's responded to it. Look at Browner. Look at Browner. You, you said something that, that made Browner put his, his face in his hand. Step back from the microphone. Wow, did he say something that was that bad? I just, you know, <clears throat> for, for, for two people who have been in this business for, you know, combined maybe 50 years, maybe, you guys can't be swayed by somebody's remarks, right? You can't, no. you, you can't watch this guy do the offseason right things and say the offseason right things. Like, again, he's been trained to do the apology tour. That's what this is. I don't think right. he feels any different at all. But he knows what's at stake, so he knows what to say. I don't think he's different at all. Zero, none, nada. At I think all. it's a big difference. I don't know if you agree with me, Scott. There wasn't any remorse for the motorcycle accidents. Zero. No. There was no remorse. He didn't listen to the team. He didn't do his surgeries when they told him to with the shoulder injuries. He didn't listen to them ever. There was none of that. And that's kind of what where I was out of the Tatis business once the PED came. I was like, I'm out of here. But all I'm telling you is there's a difference right now to what we had last year during the baseball season when he was working his progression back up, that kid did, I mean, we talked about the interview in Spanish that was contrary, going against anything the Padres ever said. There was, there's a difference now till then, but no, I don't think that all of a sudden he's an angel and he's, I'm saying we got to see it to believe it. But right now there's a big difference in perception of what he's doing. What I'm saying is, and we'll continue this conversation then we'll get back into the NFL playoffs here in a second. What I'm saying is, is going into the season, you got to do the right things, working out with Musgrove and allowing the media to see that and showing that to the fans. That's doing the right thing. You got to say the right things. Hey, I'm glad I had the surgery. I'm feeling a whole lot better. First time didn't get fixed right. You're saying the right things. Now, doing and saying then leads you to when you come off suspension are you the player you once were? And that's when the fans are going to make their decision. We'll talk more about it. Stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios Friday afternoon. This is Kaplan and Crew. Hey, guys, halftime report. A little, little mid-roll break here for a second. Two favors to ask, two of them. Uh, the first one is please download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Even if you're in California and you can't use it to bet, I'm just asking that you download it and use our promo code GREATFRIENDS because the agency that we work with, they're monitoring all of this and we're doing really, really well. But I know there's a whole bunch of you guys that have thought about it and haven't done it because you're like me. You're like a total procrastinator. 
you know? And so what I want you to do is make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our promo code GREATFRIENDS. If you're in states where you can gamble, do it. Have fun. You can win a lot of money during the Super Bowl. They're, they're partners with the NFL. If you uh, are in a state like California where you can't, use it for information. Um, give it consideration. Like when you're trying to figure out how you're planning on playing things, however you choose to play. DraftKings, use our promo code, great friends. All right, next thing. Um, athletic Greens. Here's what I love. Um, when people reach out to me, and tell me that they've already bought. I'll give you an example. Um, I mentioned Afi Lopez earlier this week. He sent out a tweet showing that he received the box. He thought it was great presentation, and he can't wait to get started on Athletic Greens. Um, JD, Dio Campo, my man, sent me a message yesterday and said, bro, I've been on the Athletic Greens ever since you started telling me about it. This morning, Tommy Tommy sent me a message and said, how do I get it? Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. All I'm telling you is this. You want to get healthier this year? I talk a lot about losing weight, but if you just want to get healthier, okay, whether you're losing weight or you're not, this product right here, all the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, probiotics, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit everything you need, right, in here. Green. Ew, it's green. Must taste like kale or something. No, bro. I'm telling you right now. Delicious. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if I thought it was delicious the first time I took it or if it's now like, I just love it. Hmm. Hmm. That's an endorsement when you actually drink it during the mm. commercial. That is freaking good, man. <laughs> All right. So look, you get healthier and the show proves that it sells and moves product. Okay. Another case study for the Kaplan and crew show. We sell, you know, and you guys buy because this is great shit. I wouldn't. All right. Whatever. I feel like a dick even saying, I wouldn't tell you if it wasn't great because, you know, you figure we're making money. This stuff right here I'm doing because I, I know I can pass on something good to you guys. And, yeah, if you buy it, we're going to make a little bit. little bit. All right, last thing. Alex, didn't you tell me that um, right now it's 20% off on our merch shop? Yep. See, um, we haven't put out any new merch in a while, so I've kind of stopped promoting it. But I'll tell you this right now, after Jason Finley yesterday showed up with that Charger Hater t-shirt, I'm back into it. Get that white crispy, that browner hoodie. You know, get that Charger hater gear right now. Perfect for a Super Bowl Sunday party. I'll tell you that. Um, and so much other stuff. Like this morning, my daughter sent me a selfie. She's wearing her Slay Queen t-shirt. I'm like, girl, tell your girlfriends about Slay Queen. That was the whole goal. Alex didn't think Slay Queen would sell, and it hasn't. That's my bad. My B. So anyway, uh, there it is. The merch shop is there, and it's 20% savings on everything. Till when, Alex? Uh, through Monday, through Monday. All right. So this weekend do it. All right, let's get back to it. Hey, great friends. Friday afternoon, Kaplan and crew from the seven mile casino studios, seven mile casino.com. Hope everybody's had a really great week. Uh, I know I have, although I will say this, um, I slept less this week than I've slept, um, every other week. Like I don't know what happened this week other than going to LA on Tuesday and Wednesday for Laker games. And so getting home late and then not going to sleep to like 1230 ish, which is way late for me. Cause I'm like a 10 o'clock sleeper, you know, 10 AM to six or 10 PM to 6 AM. I'm a full on eight hour a night sleeper. Um, but I was going to sleep at like 1230, one o'clock waking up at my normal 6 AM. So much less sleep this week because of the crazy schedule. But here's what happened. And Alex, I, I partially blame you for this. Cool. So um, everybody's been telling me about this series called White Lotus. And they're like, you got to see this, this show. And 
first season is six episodes, second season is seven episodes. And I've had some people tell me, dude, this is like the best TV show you'll ever see. I'm like, come on, really? Definitely not me. No, but I've had a couple people <laughs> I don't know why you're blaming me. me. No, a couple of people tell me though that it's unbelievable. And I will just tell you, I started it on Monday night. I finished season one last night. So what I'm saying to you is this, is that, yeah, going up to Laker games Tuesdays and Wednesday nights, getting home late, but I should have just gotten home and gone to sleep. But instead I'm putting in an hour into White Lotus each night. And I'm just, I just got through season one. I just, I just started the first five minutes of season two. I'm literally sitting on the edge of my seat. This show is Brown. Have you seen this show? No. Why? Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. Cause it's called white Lotus. Bam. If it was black Lotus, you'd, you'd see it. I mean, if I could recognize any of those people as some actors that are African American, I might have I might have given it a look. But it got a lot of it got a lot of people talking about it. A lot of people are interested in it. I just saw it and never really thought that it moved me enough to really get involved in it. It's got that one lady in it who's like annoying from American Pie. Which lady? And she plays like the same character all the time. Which lady from American Pie? The main lady, Jennifer Stifler, Coolidge. Stifler's mom. She's the one that was walking around with her mom's ashes. Oh, that lady right there? She's from American Pie. I don't remember her. Mm -hmm. She's Stifler's Pie. mom. I, dude, I just, I've no. only seen it one time. It's been 20 years. I don't remember it. I think she's the star of the show. Clearly, she just won Golden Globe for Best Actress and she, because she's so damn good. Yeah, she plays she the same good. character in everything. Not I, in listen, American I, Pie and not this. Two totally different I, characters, but okay. I, I don't remember her from American Pie, so. I, she I plays like this like sexy... Well, what are milk. you doing? That's what in she America, was in, in, in American, American Pie. Pie. She was that. She doesn't play that in this. She plays some dumb rich lady that like has no idea what the hell she's doing in life. Yeah. How can you say she well, plays the same character if you don't even watch the show? How can you all, like ver how can you verbally in, say that out loud when you've never in, seen the show? She's in two broke girls, and, and she's in American she Pie did. for a total of like three minutes and eight movies. She's in two broke girls. She's also in oh, another you watch movie. That. Two broke girls. There ain't no sister. You watch two broke girls. You watch two broke girls. Yeah. You lost all funny. credibility. You can stop talking now, sir. There were black people in two broke girls. <laughs> you can you there? Were any of the were broke there? girls black? No, but they had black men in the show. What are y'all doing? Huh? What are you doing? Huh? Stop. Huh? And two, that show was well written. It was a good. It was a good way Get to learn how to write here. comedy. Get out of here, two broke girls. One of the most. You know what? You watch, watch network television. Watch you just you just announced show. you just announced to the great friends that you watch network television. You should be ashamed of yourself. I su I support brothers in television. What's wrong with you? Name well, one brother in that show. He's a famous actor. I'll find he's dead now. Rest in peace, brother. All right. I'll find him. All right. Hold on. Hold on. All right. All right. Listen, all I'm saying is this. I'm gonna get back to the Tati story and I'm gonna get to the NFL playoffs. All I'm saying is this. I got caught up in a white lotus. Eric binge. Morris. He is famous. Never heard of him. So famous. Uh, no fault. Yeah. Well, you didn't know who he was. Eric Andre. I don't like him, but he's in it. You don't like the black guy? Eric Andre? No, he's yeah. weird, man. He's too weird all for right. me. Okay. All right. Look, all I'm saying is this. White Lotus got caught up in a binge, got through season one. I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it yet, but I am on the edge of my seat. And what I've liked so far, and I'm only five minutes into season two, I just wanted to start it is like they're not telling you, you're not like picking up where they left off for some reason. And I'm not exactly sure why, but what I was told by everybody is when you get to the end of season two, you'll really understand it all. Alex, is that your 
You will only well. know what's happening until the show's the last minute of the show. You really? will not know what the hell is going on until the last episode. I'm looking at the White Lotus cast. You yeah. have got to be kidding me. Why? What's up? All white. All white. What about Aubrey the Plaza who... is Hispanic? The Asian guy is Asian. <laughs> How about the gay guy? He's they're gay. in. They're in Italy, so everyone's Italian. I don't know what you want me to tell. I don't know about season one. I, don't I mean, brother. Well. I mean, gosh, man. Uncle Rico's in it, bro. Come Did on, you know man. that was Uncle Rico, Scott? No, well, who's Uncle Rico? The bald guy. Uh, the well, lady. He doesn't know who Uncle Rico oh, my is. God. That's no Uncle way. Rico. That's Uncle Rico. Yeah. Really? Yeah. From from uh from Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, Napoleon yeah. Dynamite. Yeah, that's Uncle Rico, the bald guy. The bald guy. The bald guy, with the cough. Yeah, blew my mind. Blew my oh mind. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. So listen, I'm into it. I'm into it. That's all I'm saying. All right. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. I don't know why you have to You know the answer. Right. I mean, but dude, why is it always got to be the same answer? Uh, because I support. And those who so, don't, but that's, so that's, create... that's not so, so. So it's it's not it's. How are you hurting black people by watching a show that doesn't have black cast members? I'm not. I'm not hurting black people by not by why watching a show that has an all white cast. I just would. I prefer to watch television that reflects my image. Okay. Well, I I prefer to watch shows like uh, Martin and the Jeffersons and shows like that. That me too. Were, that made fun of white people. I don't have any, and there weren't that. There were more black people than white people. I never thought to myself, "Geez, I wouldn't watch this if Mr. Bentley didn't live next door." Okay, geez, well, I would never watch this if they didn't have Tom Willis. They made fun of white people. It was well, funny. When you have the entire television construct directed at making and acting and people who look like you, it's easy for you to say that. Okay, I guess. I guess I just never. If I didn't of... watch, if I only watch shows with Mexicans in it, I'd only be watching telenovelas on Univision. Yeah, see, but you got a whole channel where you have so do you ethnic people acting so do you. directed at you. So do you. Give me one. BET. Stop it. Okay. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. What's wrong with you? you? What's wrong with you? BET is owned by a white person. That's not that's not black. <laughs> oh, you think Univision's owned by Mexicans? <laughs> I, if I look it up, it's probably like Joseph Sy probably owns it or something. I bet you Univision Dude. is owned. I bet you Univision is owned. Actually, no, I think it's owned by NBC. You know what, Browner? Yeah, My favorite Chinese restaurant growing up was owned by a Jewish guy. True story. Man, what you what doing? you doing, man? What you doing, man? <laughs> For real. Man. What you doing, man? <laughs> For real. I can't. Even... Well, I, can't I mean, what you, what you doing, man? What you doing? I can't, right. I can't engage that. All right. I'm going back to Fernando Tatis. Before I do, I want to just remind everybody to call our guy, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. You know, all of our sponsors' information is easily accessible on our website, kaplanandcrew.com. I mentioned it to you earlier. Scroll to the bottom of the page. Get yourself on our email list. Vote in our cited polls. Visit our, our sponsors. It's all right there for you, kaplanandcrew.com. But if this weekend you're thinking about going out to look for an open house, if you're thinking, hey, you know, maybe we're going to sell, let me get some advice from a pro, you call this guy, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. Okay, if you're just getting with us, prior to all the White Lotus talk, we were talking about Fernando Tatis and Kevin AC and Annie Heilbrunn did a piece in the Union Tribune about how Tatis is working his way back into the good graces of the team. Thanks, Eric. The... Wow. 
Wow, you're gonna, you're gonna take a shot at Annie Heilbrunn, huh? <laughs> well, I'm not taking no shot at Annie. Yeah, you are. What are, you, doing? What are you doing? Don't single me on the camera. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm not taking no shot. I love Annie. How dare you? How dare, what, how dare you? me? What? When no you said way. when you said thanks, Eric, no in a high pitched female no, voice, no. what was that? What was that in reference to? Because that's how I that's that's the part of her that I remember on this show. Is when she did that. So I found that to be funny. And that's a triggering moment. So whenever one of you talk about her on the show, it immediately comes to my mind. Thanks, Eric. So I don't, I, you know, that well, I don't to, care. To be fair to her, he wasn't bitching her out. So, you know, what does she care? Right. <laughs> she's laughing. She's probably laughing at AC. Like, you idiot. Ah. Yeah. Thanks, so Eric. That, that was don't, funny. Don't try to put me in those spot. Like, I'm trying to. I mean, you uh, did it, though not value her work she's a great contributor to the padres in the sports scene in san, in san diego so stop it all right you guys so see Kevin that like, in any hobby anyways never mind. The whole thing. no go ahead we see what we no, see no, no, like Tell value me. sports is like gonna file for bankruptcy and i don't know what's the future oh, of padres God. television is man really yeah they're like oh, on so the we brink. have a bally bally sports the not like san diego not san diego the, it's the, the full bally sports and the yeah. whole regional sports network game that these guys decided to get into because remember it was fox sports san diego and they bought and then it FS1. got one it got rebranded mm -hmm. right as bally sports you right. know and bally's thought well here's a genius idea we'll take over all these regional sports networks and we'll promote our brand and that's how we're going to get people to use our gambling services and then they're like well wait a second there's no gambling in california yet we out. <laughs> according, according to according to Bloomberg, uh, Sinclair, which operates the Valley, the twenty one regional Valley Sports Networks, um, mm -hmm. they are preparing to file for bankruptcy. Listen, Peter Seiler, you dropping big checks, baby. Just take it off their hands. Build your own Yes Network. And from my understanding, the idea. Padres get about sixty million a year from their television right television deal. Yeah. Just, that's just, not that much. Yeah, it's a big loss though. If they, I mean, I know. Well, but but I think Browner is actually kind of right about this. Like, if, if I were the Padres, yeah, what I would do is, I do two things. I would buy Bally, the regional sports network. However, mm -hmm. it is that you're how whatever it is you're buying, it doesn't really matter. You're you're buying their channel, if you right. will. And if I were the Padres organizationally, I would want to have all my own content. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'd want to have my own full on TV production facility. Mm -hmm. I want to hire all my people, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, just look at the way the Lakers do things. Yep. You know, and, and by the way, and the Lakers are no like, maybe I should look at how the Clippers are doing things. It's probably even a better way of looking at it. Because if you look at the Clippers and what they do with media and technology, they're just better at it than everybody else. On, I just don't pay attention Sports to San Diego too. But they also have this entire um, like OTT thing that they've built through their website and through their properties. And you can have all kinds of crazy access. And so they're doing a lot of things from a content and technology standpoint that other organizations aren't doing quite yet. But all I'm saying is this, is that if I were, if I were the Padres organization, I want to take over my own TV channel mm -hmm. and all the content. And I'll tell you what else I want to do. I also want to take over a radio station. Mm -hmm. Now, now, for the Padres, they don't need to buy a radio station because currently the way it works is their radio partner talks about them 24-7. They, When it's football season, they're talking about the minor leagues of the Padres. So the Padres get what they want from their radio partner. But if they really, really want to own it all, I buy a radio station too. Do you need a television channel in this day and age? Yes. Like, can, what I mean by that is a 24-7 yes. television channel. Like, yes. can't you just... Put your stuff like get a block for every game. You're gonna have a block of 
eight hours, two hour pregame, four hour game, two hour, whatever, you know, just I'm saying, I don't saying a two hour pregame show. I'm saying like that you own this eight hour block a day. You know, I think with streaming now, you don't need as long as it's available somewhere, somehow, you don't need a television this channel. Is, this is where I disagree. The streaming has got to come from somewhere. The content has to be available because it's live content. So for Padres me, it doesn't have to be on TV. Look it have to be app. on TV look to at, get it to somewhere else. Yeah, look at just, what the, Padres app. Look at what the Yes Network has done. There are other things on the Yes Network that are not baseball. The, if if the Padres do it correctly, they can get the Clippers on whatever network they develop because now you're just putting up content. If well, you're they were smart, big. I'm just thinking like if, right. That's if, what I'm if, if, RS, if the RSNs go away. You don't really need a television channel immediately. Well, no, but, you know, listen, this is why before there were these regional sports networks, before there was Fox Sports San Diego, before there was Bally Sports San Diego, um, there was Channel 4 San Diego. And this yep. is old school now. This is this is going back to now, you know, call it 23, 24 years ago when the Padres played on a local cable channel. And they did what you're saying, Alex. They had yeah. a block. You know, they and, had the, and, and I remember, it hour pregame and hour postgame and, you know, four plus hours in game. And that's how they did their know, business was, back then. That was, you said, 23 years ago. And I remember when I first moved here, people were pissed because you could X amount of people in city county couldn't even watch it. But it's not like that no more. The Internet right. has well, changed. You know why? Well, well, it used to be that if you didn't have Cox Cable, you could not get um, the Padres. Four. Right. Yeah. You couldn't get them. And that's how it is right now for Dodger fans. Like Dodger fans, if you don't have Spectrum, you don't get Sportsnet LA. Like it's the same way in LA, and that's the Dodgers. So they right. have a twenty four seven news channel, and there's a difference between the Lakers channel and the Dodgers channel. Why is that? Mm -hmm. I don't freaking know. Like that seems very unnecessary to me. But all I'm saying is that look at what the NFL tickets sold for for YouTube TV. Like you don't need a television channel. You just need some sort of app. And people need to pay for it, and then you buy. It. You, like, asking, Bally's is going to ask their customers. Sinclair is asking their customers. They're releasing their own app to spend twenty dollars a month to get the Bally's channels on an app. Bally San Diego is not even part of that for whatever reason. But all I'm saying is, if people want to watch the Padres, they will bitch and moan about it, but they will find a way without a television channel. But see, and this is where I, this is where you are going to then force your older audience, people who are not comfortable doing that, people who would prefer to just sit down in front of something and operate it in a way that they're accustomed to doing. Now they'll figure it out at some point, but the pain to get to that point, you may lose viewers. You may lose. No, you're right. You're, so, you're right, dude. Listen, how many people didn't see Thursday Night Football because they're afraid of right trying now. to figure out because it's not the biggest, Amazon Prime, but it's not the big dip that you might think it was. I just saw this article. I'm looking it up right now because I I was expecting that as well, but it's not as big. All as but but here's what I'm saying. I, I'm with Browner. I think this. I think you're right, Alex. That you can stream it and people will find it. But I agree with Browner as well that in particular the older crowd that expects to watch a game on television and which not, is the baseball crowd right th that you you have to still serve that audience for now yes you know no, i i, mean, I you're sure i agree that it's it's a plus if you're on a television channel for the old folks out there i get it you want to be every as many places as you as you can be that i agree with that sentiment but all i'm saying is you don't need a 24 7 channel to have a successful I'm, television or a successful media package
Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. I mean, listen, if 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 the Padres said, "Hey, screw it, you know what? We're not going to take over Bally San Diego, and we're not going to run a, I don't know, fifty million dollar a year television channel," I'm just making up a number. You know, what we're going to do. We're going to go partner with Cox, and we're going to go and get ourselves onto every cable system that there is, and then we're also going to have a special uh, subscription service on our app, and everybody can have access to Padre baseball games yeah. in video. Last, um, yes. So. I don't know how last I got year off the on NFL that I brought it up. Uh, last year the NFL in 2021, excuse me, they, on Thursday night football, they averaged 13.3 mm-hmm. million viewers. This year they averaged 11.5, 11.3 million. Okay, okay, so they lost two million viewers per game, you know, by going to Amazon. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot because you can't even get a million people to watch something on network television that's not a live sporting event. Like two million mm-hmm. people is a lot of viewers to just drop off. So again, yeah, and, I mean, and when it comes 15% to fifteen percent of of your audience, I mean, when it comes to plus, when it comes to baseball, we're talking about older listeners. We're talking about people who have been following this team for longer than some of these fans have been alive. So I think for for a large chunk of those people, and I think it's probably over fifty percent, you would need a television <laughs> channel. Now, does it need to be twenty four hours? I would prefer right, if it's twenty four hours to have full access and control of it. But, but dude, I don't I don't ever watch Bally San Diego. I mean, I watch Bally San Diego to watch a, a Padre game, and I watch Spectrum Sports to watch a Laker game, and there's really, really nothing else I watch on either of those channels. That's it. So yep. I don't know that you need it. Anyway, listen. Yeah. Hey, we, we were talking about Tatis earlier, and we were talking about him doing and saying the right things. I just last thought on this. He tricked y'all. He hasn't tricked me yet. <laughs> but I will give him but I will give him credit. I'll give him credit for this. Previous to this offseason, he's been a guy who has been doing his own thing. And he shows up at spring training. Hey everybody, how you been? Did you have a nice offseason? Good to see. You. I've been doing my own thing. This offseason, the reports are he's been at Petco every day. He's around the team, around the coaches, around his teammates. He's using the facilities, etc. And to go with Joe Musgrove and say, hey, look, you're our leader. You're the local. You're the San Diego guy who's got the $100 million contract, and you you were in some huge situations for us last year. I want to train with you, man. The way people used to want to train with Jerry Rice. Man, I want to train with Jerry Rice because that guy is the best. You know, um, Walter Payton was, was famous for his offseason training. Players wanted to train with Walter Payton. To see a guy like... Tatis now say, I want to train with you, Musgrove. And I don't know how, how that's working. I mean, how that, that came to be, but I like it. I feel like Musgrove has put his arm around Tatis and said, young man, get humble, come back, stop playing the superstar game and come back and be one of the guys. And the offseason attitude, I think, indicates that Tatis understands he needs to do it. I mean, it's already going to be a positive from uh, last year to this year when he shows up to spring training and he wasn't in a motorcycle accident. So that's already step one, right? I know we're only like a few weeks away, so that's there's still time. But all I'm saying is there's still time. (laughs) (laughs) But all I'm saying is we're already like at a better start than we were last year. No motorcycle accident, healthy wrist, healthy shoulder. That's a good start. That's all I'm saying. And then another good start is work out with Musgrove. Um, Say the right things that you sound like you've been humbled, whether he has or hasn't. Do and say the right stuff. And then the last part of all of this will be when you come back from suspension, are you who you were? And sanitize your clippers so you don't get ringworm from haircuts. Right. That's important. That's very important. All right. Stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. 
we're coming right into all the football stuff. Plus all of our predictions. I know you've been sitting on the edge of your seat all week long. Who are they picking? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll make our picks on the way. AFC-NFC championship game coming up right around the corner. This is Kaplan Crew. Hey, great friends. It's Friday afternoon. This is Kaplan and Crew from the 7 Mile Casino Studios. 7milecasino.com. Glad you guys are with us. We're going to hand off here at the top of the hour on radio to our man Ryan Dyrud in the LA Football Network. Guys, I, I enjoyed hanging out with Ryan on uh, on Wednesday night in the suite up in LA, the 710 suite. And of course, like putting out pictures of you know us hanging out turns into everybody we know, like, where's my invitation? What am I going to do? Invite everybody I know? What do you want me to do? This is your fault, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Guy that can't say no to anybody. I invite. I asked you to invite everybody. You didn't do it. And I won't. <laughs> you got ways to find Scott. Dude, I'm not the ticket man. Dude, my timeline on 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 Instagram. I put out a picture. Hey, hanging out with the guys up at the Laker game. Thanks to all of our friends up at ESPN LA for accommodating us and hosting us and everything. And then my timeline. Where's my invitation, jerk off? Yeah, because everybody's used to you, like saying yes to everything. Well, this isn't my suite. I only had five and, tickets. And you just called Toby a jerk off because that's the person that said, hmm. where's my effing invite? So hmm. that's pretty I didn't mean. call him. He called me. Wow. No. He called me. He said. Wow. What I said. He didn't call you a jerk off. Didn't you just call him a jerk off? No, I, he yeah. called did me I hear a jerk off. Yeah, he's like, no, hey, where's says, my invitation, jerk off? No, it just says, where's my effing invite? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I And then, of course, off. because you have no idea how to say no to people, you said, you're always invited. Always. Why do you think people hit you up? <laughs> and you know who doesn't hit me and Brown? You know who don't? Pe- people don't hit me and Browner up. They know they're not invited. Mm-hmm. Exclusive. We love you all, right. and I, I think you. I think I think of you all as family. But like my family, I don't like to hang out with you. Not all the time. <laughs> Christmas. That's it. I do. I know, and that's why people hit you up, and they don't hit me and Browner up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Toby. Next. And time I do love to hit him up. But it wasn't my ticket. Well, hey, listen. I mean, in Bernard's case, for example, Bernard's like, yo, guys, I have a ticket. Can I come hang out with you guys? We're like, yeah, come up. And come on say? down. What's that? And what'd you say? I said, come on up. So why are people hitting you up? I don't know. And then somebody saw Bernard in the picture, and he's got on his Laker gear, and he's looking pretty tough, Bernard, you know? And like somebody's like, yo, why don't you just calm down, playboy? Like, you ain't that tough. I was like, man, my man's got tattoos all the way up his neck. Yes, he is. Very tough. What, what's happening here? What? I don't know. All right, listen. I don't know. I don't know. Scott's always trying to blame me for everything, and I'm just not going to let it happen. Not happening, huh? You're not just gonna nope. not gonna just take it. Nope. I listen. I've taken my fair share of like no's to the great friends. This was not one of them. I didn't have tickets. I still don't have a ticket. I never even got a ticket. I got scanned in by your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So same here. I don't even, yeah. Same here. If if you told me what's how I got to the suite, I don't know. I I, I just followed Scott. Went up some stairs. The, avoided the elevator, boom! There we go. Yeah, Sweet. I know. I had to sign some paper to to even get in the building, so I, it wasn't me. I didn't have a ba- a badge. Yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have to talk to the security guard. None of that. I mean, yeah. Browner Browner's purse almost got confiscated. Correct. Purse. Yeah. Right. All right. Let me do this. Let's let's get to it here, fellas. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs this week, it seems like Vegas has flip-flopped. In the early part of the week, when everybody was concerned about Patrick Mahomes' ankle, 
it was like Cincinnati's going to go in there and win. And, and they were the favorite in the game. I'm not sure if everybody in Vegas is looking at the same video that we are, which is Mahomes walking from behind the curtain to the podium, all of about 10 or 12 steps, and then from the podium back to behind the curtain where we're all analyzing his gait. How's he walking? Can we see a limp, right? And then yesterday, the Chiefs put out some video of um, Patrick Mahomes before practice but he's wearing a yellow jersey. And he's got his helmet on. He's got, and here we're, we're watching. He's going through some like, you know, some sort of, you know, warm up ex exercises, right? You know, and here he is bouncing around, bouncing around. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling spry. My ankle's fine. You don't see any limp here. I'm, I'm doing, you know, even flipping around through a twirl in there. Yeah. So now, and now here he is today. Okay. Friday. Let me, you, let me see what you got here. This is Friday's video. Oh, outside in the cold. Yeah. Throwing passes. Right. Look at that. Look at Travis Dude. Kelsey, by the way, in a in a short sleeve shirt and a pair of shorts. And you know, I know that you know, getting your body warm and everything, but you're conditioning to the cold weather for Sunday. Me, man, when I played in a cold weather game, I'm I like I did anything, I about, anything I could yeah. do to stay warm. Wait, let me get this. I was about to make fun of that coach, but I don't think he has an arm. I thought he had his arms tucked into the sweater. My bad. Wow. They have an armless coach? I didn't see an armless coach. Wow, that's guy. I think so. Let me see the armless coach. I didn't see because you were talking about Kelsey right in the middle. Oh, this guy's you're a mess, dude. You're a mess. I thought because you were talking about Kelsey and how he's in shorts and a short sleeve. I was like, look at this coach. He has his arms tucked into his hoodie. I don't think he has a mess. I don't think he's armless. You think he's missing the right arm? Yes. Oh, there he is. He is missing the right arm. Clearly missing the arm. Nah, his, arm, nah, his right arm's in like a sling underneath his jacket. His right arm is in heaven. He doesn't have one. What are you know. doing? How do you know? What are you doing? I got eyes. <laughs> I got eyes. <laughs> what do I do about my eye, man? <laughs> that guy got no arm. Look at that. That That's pent up. That ain't no arm under there. Where's the so? like? Where's the hand? Yeah. There's no nothing, man. <laughs> oh my god, we went from my bad. from like what? my bad. We all we my wanted bad. to do was see Patrick Mahomes throw videos. Now we're analyzing the one-armed coach <laughs> catching <laughs> passes. <laughs> I sometimes I feel like our Fridays. I really feel like our Fridays show. Our show shouldn't be published sometimes. Like I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, the whole like, should not make it. White up. Lotus, Black Lotus, oh, BT, Univision, King Tut, Mexican Pyramids, one-armed coaches. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> That's what you should put out for social media today. Oh. That's what will make people want to come watch. I'll tell you that Does right. Does this coach have one arm? Right. So here's oh, the thing. Man. So so here's the deal. With Mahomes now looking like what we get to see in limited amounts of video. Now the Chiefs are one-point favorites in the game. So it's Wild. gone from, from all week where first it was the Bengals and it was all kind of close, and now we've seen all this video of Mahomes, and now the Chiefs are one-point favorites in the game. Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites in the late game. They've been. All week long. Mm -hmm. I know. All right. So, uh, But here's the thing. Just like the Chargers who put out that video of receipts before that Jacksonville game, very premature and then get humiliated. I know a lot of people around the country are talking to the Bengals about what they're saying, calling Arrowhead Burrow, Burrowhead. Hey guys, you won one game. 
Yeah, I'm going to see all y'all up in Burrowhead. Well, y'all not way to Burrowhead. Yo, Brown, we going to Burrowhead. <laughs> hey, all y'all be here. Y'all get ready. We coming up to Burrowhead. Hell yeah. We coming up to Burrowhead. We'll see y'all. Shout out. Chris Jones uh, Chris Jones just signed off his press conference literally right now saying, I'll see y'all at Burrowhead. Oh, hell yeah. Now, who, who's the guy? Chris Jones plays is, for the Chiefs, by the way. Right. The Bengals. Is the guy who played for the Bengals the guy who's who, – we see y'all in Burrowhead. Is, yes. that, is that Mike, Mike Hilton? Hilton? Okay. Yes. Can, they interviewed him at his locker to ask him about that? Yes. How did you come up with the Burrowhead? Ah. Ah, you trying to stir something. Um, but I don't know, really just popped up to me on the sideline, man. Um, I just knew we were going to Kansas City, and it's Arrowhead, so I thought of my quarterback and called it Burrowhead. <laughs> Genius. I love him. Oh, that guy's great. I love, I love that guy. He, first, awesome, of all, huh? first of all, he's handsome as hell. All right. He's cute. He's 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 a he's a young pro NFL cornerback. I don't know how I came up with it. I just came up with it. It was funny. Yeah. yeah. That's so that's a great comment by that guy. When you're in the when you're in the moment, when you're on the sidelines and you're kicking the Bills ass. They were kicking the Bills ass. They allowed 10 points to the Bills. They're, you're feeling yourself. You're feeling your team. Of course, you're in the moment, man. And to not back off that statement and to keep going, the Bengals are going in there with some swag, with some confidence. I love it. Yeah, we going to Burrowhead. If, if you're if you're a Bengals fan and your team's going in there with that confidence, you gotta love that. You gotta yeah. love that. They're not right. scared of the Chiefs. Maybe no, but listen. On, yeah. But on the Chiefs side, you gotta love it as well. Like, mm -hmm. oh, really? Really? Coming mm -hmm. to Burrowhead? Is that the case? Burrowhead. Yeah, we calling it some barrel head. We're going to barrel head. We'll see y'all. Like, I have always loved that about NFL players. Like, oh, bulletin board material. Like, what, dude? It's the AFC championship. You, you're really not going to play as hard if you didn't no. say barrel head? No, the Come players on. are. You just got no, more, you got more trash talk on the field. Right. right. It's, it's, mm -hmm. But no, it's fun for the fans. It's like you were saying about the Cincinnati fans. You, you're loving your team going in with swag. Yeah. And if you're the Kansas City fans, you're loving your team going, no, we're, we're defending home turf. If mm -hmm. I if I was a radio podcast television show in in Cincinnati, I would have made a Burrowhead shirt. But oh, dude, we do. I'd have done you one better. I'd have had a Burrowhead uh, billboard up somewhere. I'd have, really, a, I'd have really got it cooking. How about a Burrowhead head? No Burrowhead head. What? You know, like like one of those head things, like people take a big head. Yeah, like that. No man. What are you doing? Yeah, that was bad. I don't know how I don't know how you do a burrow head head. I don't know, man. That was bad. Thinking about it. All right, well, let me do this. Yeah, I so, wonder if they were playing like the Rams have been like last year. Was he like, we're going to Burrowwood? What? <laughs> Burrowwood. 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 Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm matching Scott's bad idea. <laughs> no, burrow fine. Success. All right. Well, listen. Um, Oh, We're going to make man. our picks in this Kansas City Cincinnati game in just a few minutes. Now let's go over to the other side, the NFC Championship side. Oh, while there's I'm, another game? Yeah, yeah, there is. Oh. We now, talked while, about the NFC way more than we talked about AFC this week. I think so. I think we have. Yeah. So while everybody's talking on the AFC side about Mahomes' ankle, on the other side, I think a lot of people are discussing uh, Christian McCaffrey and, and whether or not he's going to be able to go and how effective he's going to be. Alex, play for us what McCaffrey said at his press conference. Is there any chance in your mind that you won't play on Sunday? Zero. Zero. 
So zero Zilch. chance he plays or zero chance he doesn't play? Because that was very confusing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he didn't really clarify. He said zero. So zero. no one's freaking out. Like, he's not playing. He said zero chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else come from Sam Fran's side? Yes. I love when players say this. Because okay. we saw it. I can't remember where we saw it. Oh, the Giants players said it about the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, Debo Samuel asked about, hey, oh, you got a rookie quarterback and you're going to Philly. And Philly's loud. Are you worried about how loud it's going to be? In we know we know it's going to be loud, uh, you know, um, but no stadium is as loud as ours. But at, at the end of the day, you know, they're at home, NFC Championship, they're going to be all riled up. And, you know, it don't, it don't really too much. We don't really too, too much feed into all that. You know, we put the pads on and just go to work. Mm. Man, look how he look how engaged he was in that question. I know. Not like last year's Super Bowl interview. Yeah. I wonder what it I was. Still in, I still – I mean, I want to give Debo – I have – that's the first time I've heard him talk since the Super Bowl, but I also think that – we were his last interview, probably of like a six-hour day. Yeah, that's probably why. He yeah, we caught tired. Back. We caught tired, hangry, uh, Debo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just anyway. should have gave him a Snickers bar or something. something by like the, that. but by the way, Philadelphia is like one of the loudest stadiums in history. So this idea that oh, it's also loud where they play. No, right. bro. Stop I gotta it. be honest because with you, bro. I, I've never listen. I, in my opinion, Philadelphia does not have that reputation. I think of stadiums like Seattle and Kansas yes. City yes. as being like the loudest, most raucous kinds of places. I think of Philadelphia and their stadium and their fans as being like nasty and ready to fight, you know. And but I don't think of them as being like, whoa, this is hard to play here because it's super loud. I want to say something about Brock Purdy, and it goes back, and I always somehow have to tie it into the Chargers. All year, I've been railing about how people just defend Justin Herbert. Like, they just defend the guy. Like, they, they blew a 27-point lead, and all we hear about is how it was Brand Staley's fault, Brand Staley's fault, Brand Staley's fault. And if Brock Purdy wins on Sunday, he gets all the credit. He's gotten all the credit for the Niners being where they are, and he hasn't done much. He just hasn't messed up. Like, it just goes to show how the – the national media picks their darlings. They're like, Brock Purdy is the reason why the Niners are winning. And if he goes in there in Philly, you're going to hear nonstop about how Brock Purdy is 12 or whatever, 8 and 0, 9 and 0, whatever mm-hmm. he is now, and how he went into Philly and mystery relevant and he won them that game. And it doesn't even matter if he throws an interception or not. Like, as long as he doesn't screw it up, Brock Purdy will get the credit. Hey, Debo's not getting credit. McCaffrey's not getting credit. Kyle Shanahan ain't getting credit. It's all Brock Purdy. It's all Brock Purdy. It's crazy to me. And all they're asking him is, don't mess up. Don't lose the game. The you other guys what? will win it for us. Don't You don't lose it. Yeah. You know what I would do if I were the Philadelphia defensive line? Before the game, before the pads are even on, as uh, Brock Purdy comes out to warm up, stand in his way. Just don't let him over. I knock hey, him listen, over. Just, just the same way last week, San Francisco got in the way of Brett Maher, the kicker from the Cowboys. They were going to get in his head. Go get in Brock Purdy's head yeah. and have them push you away because that was so classless and so unprofessional. Oh, my God. Such nonsense. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Gamesmanship. No, Look it's at not. This. No, it was. It was, not. It was, was not gamesmanship. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It no, was it's not gamesmanship. It was, it was gamesmanship, no, man. You got to sight cats out, bro. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Mm-mm. That's unprofessional. Mm-hmm. All right, so that now is, let's do this. Very let's, professional. Let's, let's do this. Let's make our picks. The highlight of the day, man. What do you think about that, Alex? Sure. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you 
want to get high, man. I'm just really high. So much happening at Tory Holistics. That is Fire Friday. 15% off Tory Herb Co. Sunday Funday. 20% off Heavy Hitters, ABX, Care by Design, Dosis. The entire month of January, Browner. 25% off all Wonder Drinks. I know you got a promo code broccoli. Spend 75 bucks, get 20% off your purchase at Tory and California Holistics. Always something going down. Do I get their emails? They got so much stuff. Like, I can't even, like, you know that they collected about 3,000 jars of peanut butter, by the way. And let me me tell you something a lot of great friends heard about that peanut butter promotion, went in there, and stocked the place. So, I want to thank everybody for being involved in all of that and for continuing to support our sponsors. Um, so listen, yeah. lots going on, a lot of sales, a lot of deals, a lot of discounts, and open all weekend for you. California Holistics in Chula Vista, <laughs> Tory Holistics in Sorrento Valley. What just, I just got kept your reading the email? Yeah. Introducing Big Pete's extra strength cookies. A hundred milligrams in a cookie. Whoa. Oh, no Pete. thanks. Big no Pete. Thanks. No thanks. Big oh, Pete. Oh, they got birthday cake cookies right now. Sativa, 100 milligrams in a cookie. Damn. Woo! And that cookie is not like a cookie cake. It's a cookie, dude. Yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine. Damn. I'd be, I would not wake up till Monday. Shout out to Ruthie. (laughs) Shout out to Ruthie is right. I miss Ruthie. We haven't had a podcast with her this month. We got to get one, get one going here in uh, February. All right, listen, let's make our picks. Here it goes. The AFC Championship game, Cincinnati, Kansas City, winner on their way to the Super Bowl. Browner, I'm I'm deferring to you. We got three minutes here to get all of our picks in. Who do you like? Score? Why? Hit us. 28-17, Kansas City. We don't have a lot of time. 28-17, Kansas City. Easy for me. Grande? 35-31, Cincinnati. 31-27, Kansas City. I just can't see one. the Bengals beating them four straight times. And I can't see them beating them two times in a row in the AFC Championship game in Burrowhead. I can't see it. Also, Kevin Keesman said the Bengals, have, Joe Burrow has not scored 30 points in a playoff game yet. So, Okay. All right. So we got two out of so three. Something's got to break. Yep. Something got to give. Now let's go to the NFC side. Philadelphia at home. Taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Alex, I think you phrased it well earlier this week. The hottest team versus the best team all season long. And San Francisco's one, is it 12 straight? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. you know, look, Philadelphia did not end strong, but you know, they lost two out of their last three, but Jalen Hurts was out for two of those. So Browner, to you, NFC title game. Score. Uh I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles 35. 35- 28 uh because i saw a video that showed brock purdy's near interceptions and man there are a lot of them there are a lot of them and so i'm 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 gonna think the eagles are gonna capitalize on a couple of those so eagles okay grande 27 17 philadelphia Hmm. don't find it to be a very close game at all to be honest with you because i think the niners are gonna have to score i don't know if they can 24, 21, San Francisco. No. Corner. I got to recap. 
I'm going to recap it here for you. Scott okay. has the Chiefs winning 31-27 and the Niners winning 24-21. Mm-hmm. I have the Bengals winning 35-31, the Eagles winning 27-17, and Browner has the Chiefs winning 28-17 and the Eagles winning 35-28. We all have different Super Bowl predictions going into the AFC and NFC Championship weekend. Mm-hmm. 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 So one of us will be right, right? I think. Well, there's no, still a chance. We need a fourth. Of, yeah, yeah, we need a, a fourth. chance. Yeah. What combo did we not pick? Did we not we pick Sam pick Fran? Can- no, no, we Case. didn't pick. We didn't pick Kansas City, Philly. Cincinnati, nope. San Francisco is not. Yeah, all right. We missed Cincinnati, San Francisco. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> and we'll, we'll give the field. We'll give the yeah, field. The field. Right. I can almost guarantee it'll be Cincinnati, San Francisco, based on the three yeah. of us and how we just picked it. We'll, hey, give, that pick, we'll give that pick to the chatlins. To, uh, right on. To everybody who is um, listening on 1090, we're about to wrap up for the week. We'll hand off to Ryan Dyru, the LA Football Network. For everybody that's watching on YouTube and audio podcast and you know, however else, come over and finish up with us. I'm going to tell you what I got going on this weekend. And like Alex says, you're all invited. You're all invited, but you got to come ah. over to the podcast to listen. I'll explain. Radio listeners, peace out. But everybody else, I'll explain where you're all invited from Seven Mile Casino Studios. Peace out, everybody. We'll see you Monday. Wrapping up another great week. This was a fun week. I love that we uh, that we did the the field trip up to LA. I think the next thing we do is we we got to do a San Diego State game. And uh, next field trip, we I, what do you guys think about like a Kings game or a Ducks game? How about a Ducks game? I'm out unless it's a weekend. Oh really? This week you're not gonna. No, no, no I'm sure you're not gonna. It's just not worth it for hockey for me. Okay, I'll go back to a Laker game during the week, but I you're not gonna catch me at a Ducks or Kings game on a Tuesday. Okay. How about if I tell you when the train reopens, we train to Anaheim for a Ducks game. Even so I'll be back even later. Correct. All right. If there even is a train that late. Yeah. It didn't make it better. All right. It was a good idea. Forget it. I tried. Okay. I tried. Catch me at a Kings game on Saturday. I'm down Friday. I'm down. Okay. All right. Hey, um, so just to finish things up and I said at the end of the radio portion of the show, and now we're into the podcast portion of the show. So for anybody that's still here, I'm just letting you know. So this weekend, I am going to be watching both games on Sunday at Yamava Casino in uh, Riverside. So Yamava is one of those casinos, kind of like, you know how when you see a Dodger game or Laker games, there's just Yamava signage and commercials and everything. They're the big guy casino of LA. And um, they did a deal with 710. I became their, I'm the LA cap spokesperson for Yamava. Wow. Right. And so they're doing this thing um, on Sunday where they've got this incredible sports bar, amazing food, great beers, TVs everywhere. And I'm going to be watching both games on Sunday. But on Saturday night, we're going up there and we're going to go see the comedian Leslie Jones. Browner, do you like Leslie Jones? No. You know, she's African-American, right? So racist. I'm I'm aware. I'm aware. Okay. I, I, I know. You, you don't support know. the sister. I mean, she was on SNL. She hosted the Daily Show last week. For you don't ho- you you don't support the sister. Not that I don't support her. I just don't find her to be funny. Her or Tracy Morgan. Well, I don't think Tracy Morgan's funny either. Right. So what? Browner, it'd be good He's though hilarious. if you if you could open up for Leslie Jones. She's hilarious. What happened? It'd be great if you could open for Leslie Jones. I mean, yeah, she's got a she's got a large audience, but I, uh, her comedy is not. I think I'm funnier than her. Okay, well, I'm gonna go check her out. I'll oh. t- I'll let you know. Racist and sexist. 
Come on, man. What is, come on, man. That's not what I'm not because he's comedian. a woman. Why? Because you're a man. You're funnier. Nah, not because she's a woman. I don't think she's not funny. I think there are a lot of women who are funny. I just don't find her. I don't like her brand of comedy. I don't think Kevin Hart is funny. And Kevin Hart, people love Kevin Hart's a legend. Wow. I don't. Racist, I don't think sexist I don't, and heightist. Ooh, uh, I'm wow. done. Damn, no, I'm dude. done. I'm done. Damn. Okay. So, so on Saturday, <laughs> on like Saturday, short guys. <laughs> <laughs> me, on Saturday, me and Rachel are going to go out to uh, Yamava Casino. We'll be there Saturday evening. They got this really great steakhouse. We're going to go and enjoy that. I haven't had a steak in a really long time. Then we're going to go to this Leslie Jones show Saturday night. Probably hit the tables afterwards, I'm guessing. And um, and then Sunday, be there watching games all day. So if anybody from the great friends wants to come out and hang out, you're everybody's invited. Is That's Tommy Tommy invited backstage with Leslie Jones? Oh, for sure. What? That's a great idea. It's a great idea. Sorry. That's why I told y'all I'm done, man. That's why I told y'all I'm done, man. I see what he's doing. I see the direction he's going. Where am I going? <laughs> Not you, him. He know what he's doing. All I'm saying is this. I'm out at this casino. It's going to be an awesome time. And uh, if anybody who's a great friend wants to come join, love to have you. Don't expect you to be schlepping to, uh, to Yamava. But for those of you that might be nearby, if you're up in Temecula, and I said, not that that's close, but um, <laughs> if you're up towards Riverside, it's closer than here, Browner. That's what I'm saying. I'd love for to real? have you guys. Would love to have you. That's all. Everybody's invited, Alex. Oh, Rachel, that? No, I haven't told her that. You might want to. You might want to mention that. Well, wanna, I think she kind of. Yeah. Well, I, you know what I'm doing. I don't know if I told you guys this. This is where I've learned. This is where I've become a smarter guy. It's me and Rachel. And I invited her girlfriend and her girlfriend's husband. So we're bringing you another couple. We're bringing, no, because we're bringing another couple with us so that when I'm hanging out all day watching football games with, you know, radio listeners, she has her friends with her that she can go hang out with and have fun, hang out at the pool, whatever. Feel me? Good luck. Good luck with what? Good luck with that. With what? What you, does this not a good plan? This doesn't sound smart to you? The fact that you just basically turned her into a third wheel with her friends. What do you mean? I'm bringing her friends as my guests so that we can all have a good time Friday, Saturday night, go to the I show, have, have dinner. Great time. And, and then, then you're going to ignore them so you can no, watch No, I'm not going to ignore them. It's just they know I'm working. Hey, let me tell you something. On Super Bowl Sunday, you know what, the, what they're doing up at this casino? What? I'm back up there on Super Bowl Sunday. For every touchdown scored, they're giving away $1,000. To you? Not to me. Gosh, I wish. <clears throat> to whoever, you know, people who are there. Sounds For like every touchdown plug. scored, 1000 bucks. So hopefully, you know, you get a high-scoring Super Bowl. It'll be three to six. <laughs> no money. <laughs> Patriots, Patriots, Rams all over. Right. Right. Yeah. There, sorry, there were no touchdowns scored. Yeah. Not points, not field goals. Uh -uh. Said touchdowns. Touchdowns. Dog. Yeah, well, hey. All right, well, everybody's invited. All right, much love. Uh, support our sponsors, as always, por favor. Um, guys, another great week, and we will see everybody back here on Monday. Peace.